Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We're going to try something new now. So you're going to see a lot, or not see, hear a lot of uh, offs and ons. Bismillah. Alchemy is an ancient practice associated with science, chemistry, physics, astronomy, astrology, art, symbology, metallurgy, medicine, and philosophical analysis. And despite that these sciences were not exercised in a scientific way as known today, alchemy is the origin of modern logic. And Bismillah ar uh, dear listeners, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and welcome to another episode of the Alchemy of Truth. Uh, in case you heard a small um, silence, that's because I had to change the cables. We are not in the radio station, so things are going to be a little bit tricky, and we may even lose broadcast. Um, so stick with us. So stick with us. Yes, we are broadcasting live out of. Yes. They can't hear you. Up. They can't hear you, bro. Yeah. Uh, we are broadcasting live out of Meadows in Auburn, and uh, this is our first try. So inshallah, it works well. Uh, and I've got a lot of windows open as well to try and see how uh, everything is going. This is Nas Al Khatib um, from Your the of Truth, and with me here is also uh, Amr. Amr, salam alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you, Nasser? Alhamdulillah, I'm very good. Jazakallah khairan. And we also have. Uh, our co-host uh, Anaroz Zaid. Anaroz, salam alaikum. Walaikum salam. How are you? Now, Nasser, today we hear you gave a khutbah. Yeah, we <laughs> just gave a khutbah. What today. was your khutbah on? Dot uh, by dot. Actually, um, I have to we remember had some good reviews. The topic um, from Calamities. I think it was khutbah bank or something. It was about um, it was about dealing with hardships and how difficult it is and how do we have to have strong relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala so that when hardship does strike, we're able to handle it. Uh, Did you just say it was from Khutbah Bank? Yes, I it's get all my khutbahs from Khutbah Bank. That could be a really good concept. No, no? I'm, I'm not joking. There's a website called Khutbah Bank and it has all sorts of khutbahs that people download. I don't know how I feel about that. Do they pass on interest rate tax? Um, I'm not sure. I don't even understand what that joke is. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, so uh, I'd first of all like to start by sending a massive salams to my good brother and friend. Mu'adh Peter Lilly, who is living in Indonesia at the moment, and we miss Hello, him. Hello, Indonesia friend. Hello, Indonesian friend. Uh, and we also would like... Yes, Salamat Datang, that's right. Uh, we'd also like to welcome uh, our guest uh, today, which is uh, Maha Najarin from Mission of Hope. Salam alaikum, Maha. Alaikum salam. How are you? Alhamdulillah, yourself? Alhamdulillah, I'm very good. Uh, so, um, basically, uh, Maha is here today to discuss with us what topics? So many topics. So Maha is on the executive of Mission of Hope and she coordinates um, the Villawood programs and also the Australian Muslim Achievement Awards program. So today we'll be asking about both those programs, how people can get involved and what they're all about. Yes, Alhamdulillah. Uh, yes, so um, that, but also we're going to be talking to Amr about um, some exciting stuff that, that's been happening in his life namely his Hajj trip, which is uh, going to be next week. So this is the last week that Amr is actually going to be with us for the show. Um, then he's going for Hajj, inshallah, um, and may be accepted and a good blessed Hajj, and then he'll come back with us. So tell us a little bit about your feelings towards that, Amr. Well, I um, uh, haven't done it before, so I'm really kind of uh, pumped up for the trip. I'm going with a good bunch of uh, brothers, and uh, we leave on uh, Tuesday. So uh, looking forward to um, the, the trip uh, down 
first off Medina and then to to Mecca. So m maybe if I get a chance to call in, maybe I can call in next Friday and be part of the show. Is that doable? I'm not too sure. It depends on uh, how good the uh, internet connection is over there. No, they have internet over there. <laughs> They're not that backwards. In Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Um, um, I forgot what I was about to say. Yes, and also uh, we wanted to talk about something else which is very exciting. The M-Word project or something, which is also run by um, the Mission of Hope. Unfortunately, we were not able to get uh, Sister Hanan because, I don't know, she gave us an excuse about banks down or something. It doesn't matter. Uh, but She's we probably do have still someone. mourning the bulldogs. Yes, uh, and we do have someone who is able to tell us a little bit about it, and that is uh, Brother Amr, who went to it. So uh, tell us a little bit uh, about it, Amr. Was it effective? Um, was it, um, I guess, yeah, effective, I guess. Well, uh, before we actually got to the uh, workshop, we were, we were given this um, four-page, I think five-page uh, questionnaire on your uh, ideal partner and writing a little bit about yourself and uh, what they try to do is um, they try to match up people of uh, like-minded, uh, I guess, personality based on this uh, questionnaire. So when the workshop was conducted, it was conducted with um, a small groups of uh, people, kind of like-minded uh, individuals that... Uh, like-minded meaning single? Single, yes, definitely, definitely single. And there was a, a moderator, facilitator on each yeah. table asking the... Uh, Hard-hitting questions to the um, what kind people. Of questions table. would you say? They were just asking kind of life questions. Um, life questions in general. How would you handle this situation? Kind of like a felt like a job interview, but it was like a relationship interview. Yeah. Um, did so you, it was a, yes. did you gain any insights about yourself through answering the questions? Um, yeah, I mean, you just get in touch with yourself, find out who the true person is in terms of yourself, and. Um, you know, I think one of the questions was, hey, tell us about yourself, you know, in f five, five different things that you could say about yourself or how friends would describe you. And uh, it, it was a good way to get an understanding in terms of uh, trying to find common ground with the, uh, with the opposite person. And, of course, we had that uh, fantastic uh, comedian uh, who has been an uh, MC. I think who was that? Holod, uh, Khalafala. Khalafala, yes. His last name's really hard. I'll just call him um, bro 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 Brother K. Brother K was um, he was um, he was uh, facilitator. Facil oh, yeah, he was the MC. He was the MC for the night, and um, you know he brought down the, um, the the serious mood to a more light-hearted kind of mood to ensure that uh, the conversation was uh, nice and meaningful with all the participants at the venue. Yeah. And Hanan, uh, who uh, runs Mission of Hope, was. Um, was uh, our facilitator on the table, and she done a fantastic job at uh, putting this uh, all together. So, for any single people are out there, make sure you uh, get onto the uh, Facebook page, VM Word. What about and, uh, uh, married register. people? Married people can come as well. No, no married people. We're just uh, we're just after singles. Uh, so we're not interested in uh, polygamy. We're only interested in single people. I thought polygamy was part of Sharia. Uh, well, not at this event, and not part of uh, VM Word. So. Um, Go onto the uh, Facebook website and, uh, and register the uh, on the on the M word. Well, thanks for letting us know about all that. Um, your personal story. Yes. You could um, have a blog, I think. Life as a single Muslim. I could do a blog. I could like do a, a daily update and uh, you know let people know exactly my current status of um, and uh, my adventures of uh, 
Singledom. Singledom, yes. That was the word I was looking for. What were you? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. All right. So now we'll probably get into talking, inshallah, to Maha about her various um, programs that she's running. So, salam, Maha. Wa salam. How are you going? I know Nasa's already gone through all this, so it's a bit pointless, but nonetheless. I'm well, I'm still happy. Glad you're still well, five minutes later. I'm really well. So we'll start about talking about the Villawood program, I think. Um, obviously, I'm quite interested in asylum seekers, so this is my favourite one of everything that happens in Mission of Hope. So would you like to just tell us a bit about what happens at Villawood? Like, what, what is Villawood for people who don't really know much about asylum seekers? Um, well, Villawood Detention Centre is a um, basically institution where, or, or a place where people who do not have a valid visa or have breached their visas are placed, um, and they're placed there indefinitely So, um, b- because of Australia's stance on this. Yeah, and lots of those people are asylum seekers, but not everyone, is that right? Well, according to the Australian um, legislation on this issue, they don't they don't find that those in Villawood Detention Centre are genuine asylum seekers because asylum seekers are those that you know are trying to escape persecution, those sorts of things, and they feel that um, those that are in detention uh, aren't don't meet that category. Yeah, so it's a really complicated issue. Now, I know during Ramadan, Mission of Hope coordinated an iftar program at Villawood Detention Centre. Would you say that program was a success? Oh, it was a great success and um, all the detainees at the centre really enjoyed the different types of foods that were going in and they really enjoyed that there was uh, a lot of variety and that the community really thought about them during the holy month of Ramadan. So it was, it was I, I believe, a, a great success. Alhamdulillah. And how was, like, who, how was it coordinated? Was it restaurants? Was it individuals? Was it both? Who, what exactly was happening, would you say? Um, well, at the Villawood, for, for the event, um, I just developed a Facebook page. And what I did was I asked who is wanting to cook food, who is wanting to donate money, um, or which organisation is wanting to cover a particular day. And what we found is that many people um, opted to donate. Um, however, there were different organisations and mothers and families that got together and cooked homemade food um, for the detainees on a nightly basis. So it was, it was really amazing. It was very inspiring actually. MashaAllah. So you had a fantastic uh, support for, 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 the, for the program. Were there any days where it was missed or every day was catered for? Not at all. Every day was catered for and there were on, on some days you had you had double catering, um, which doesn't mean that the food was had gone to waste. It just means they had it for um, suhoor or had it a little bit later. MashaAllah, alhamdulillah. It was a good, good, good support from the uh, community. And what was the feedback like from the detainees inside Villawood? They were, first of all, um, very, very appreciative. Um, they really enjoyed the food, um, particularly the curries and the, and the food that was um, made by people from those ethnic backgrounds because unfortunately um, the, the, the chefs or the cooks at Villawood Detention Centre are not very... Um, the ethnic foods but varieties. Very diplomatic of you. 
no, yeah. when I was at a detention center in Christmas Island, the food there... You were visiting. There, you were not part of the detention No, yeah. I should clarify. I wasn't a detainee. It was a volunteer. Anyway, the food was notoriously horrendous. And we were at a restaurant on Christmas Island one night, and we walked past some officers, and they said, oh, how was your meal? And I said, oh, it was really nice. Thank goodness for once. Like, you know, usually we eat the food from the center, and it's just so disgusting. So it's so nice to not have to eat that. And things got a bit frosty. And suddenly one of the guys went, actually, we're the chefs there, and it's pretty hard to cook for a few thousand people. It was quite an awkward situation. I'm sure it is. And um, what I've been told is that the food is just as bad as it is in prison. Sorry, which... um, um, Maha, I'm just going to interrupt you That's here. That's okay. Just to uh, explain what's happening, which is we are getting teas served to us. Hopefully the guy won't drop any tea on my laptop. Please <laughs> don't drop any tea on my laptop, please, brother. Take it easy, please. Okay, good. Very good. Thank you. Oh, Nessa. Yes, uh, please continue, Maha. Yes, sorry for that incredibly rude interruption. No. <laughs> I, I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> um, something about the food, but we'll go back. We were just asking about the feedback from the detainees. The, the, the feedback was very positive. Um, they truly enjoyed the, the food that was um, given to them by the community. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, so now that this program is obviously finished with Ramadan being over for this year, do you, um, does Mission of Hope run any other programs in Villawood that our listeners, if they're interested, could get involved with? They do. So what we try to do is run um, registered programs at Villawood Detention Centre, and that's basically for the detainees to get the much-needed points system um, because it is run by a point system there. So the more they participate in particular programs, the more um, points they receive. Sorry, a point system? Is yes. that like demerit points for driving? And it's Similar it's concept? The opposite, the opposite of that. So okay. they gain points in order to buy phone cards and things like that. Wow. So what exactly kind How many of points do you need for an iPhone? Uh, an iPhone would virtually be impossible at a village detention center unless you never spend it and are there for like five years or so. Okay. Yeah. So what exactly kind of activities do you run through this program? Well, what we're trying to do is run like English classes, um, conversational English classes, um, just some sporting activities, so soccer games, chess games, those sorts of things. That's fantastic. Have you run any programs yourself recently? Um, we have, we have, um, but there is unfortunately a bit of a standstill at the moment um, and that's because of the changes to um, employment within Villawood because uh, there, there has been basically the programs officer who, the, the programs officer who um, used to manage it and coordinate it is no longer at Villawood Detention Centre. Okay, so when you do run a program, how do they go down? Are they well appreciated? They are. They are well appreciated. Yeah. Which would you say is your favourite? Well, I I, <laughs> I don't run this yeah, particular yeah. program, but I think that the um, brothers inside really appreciate the sporting activities and the competition involved in that. Yeah, that would be really fun, I think, um, having people come from outside to play sports and be able to just kind of let go a little bit. Um, what I did want to mention, though, is not only does Mission of Hope run the Villawood Detention Centre nightly Ramadan, foo uh, Ramadan food outreach, but it also runs different types of programs. And this year we had the Ramadan food packs, which basically includes non-perishable goods and foods, and we get, hand them out to refugees that are in community detention. So basically are not um, are placed in, in the community, but have a lot of restrictions like yeah. to them. So we actually handed out 500 food packs 
to different refugees. We handed out 300 gifts to um, various hospitals as well as various um, refugee organisations. So we handed them out at Sydney Children's Hospital, Liverpool, Canterbury, Bankstown Hospital as well as the RPA. So th th those are just another initiative that Mission of Hope runs. Um, and so, and, and there all also were about uh, 170 gifts for the elderly members of our community. So, and, and it was really great because a number of different organisations got involved in that. MashaAllah, that is a fantastic uh, initiative uh, by Mission of Hope. You actually answered my, my question. I was going to ask a question on the lines of what do non-Muslims do at Villawood um, during the Ramadan Iftar drive? Um, how do they get in or what initiatives do you do for the non-Muslims at Villawood? But you, you answered that question with the, with the um, food packs. Well, what I was talking about is for those that are placed out in community detention. So not, they wouldn't be in Villawood Detention oh, Centre. Oh, okay. Um, but at Villawood Detention Centre, we try not to discriminate. So, you know, if people are wanting to participate or they want um, to be part of the programs or there are some there is some food for them to have, then we, sure. then we of course don't say no. Um, however, the Ramadan program is tends to be purely for those who are fasting. Yeah. So we um, we try to cater only for those that were fasting during the month of Ramadan. Okay. All right, sorry. Um, now, who can get involved in these programs from the community? Do people who get involved, do they need any special qualifications or skills in order to be able to get involved? Um, not at all. You just have to have an open heart, I guess, and also adhere to particular rules that um, CERCO or, and Mission of Hope has. Um, so, of course, you can't. You need to keep confidentiality, you need to maintain professionalism, you need to make sure that you respect the detainees' um, views and political ideas um, and not, yeah, and, and, and those sorts of basic things that you expect from people visiting another person's home and unfortunately in this case it is the village detention centre is their temporary home. Yeah, so basically anyone can visit as long as you are willing and able to respect the rules of both Villawood and of Mission of Hope. That is right, thanks. That sounds fantastic. Um, now, do you think these programs make a difference to the quality of life for the asylum seekers? I, I think so, um, because it gives them maybe an hour or so of the day where they don't think about their situation, um, where they hopefully will be able to benefit somehow and you know, be in the company of other Muslims, um, because a lot of the time it is a very lonely experience. A lot of them don't have friends and family here, so the fact that they've got community members coming out and visiting them on a weekly or fortnightly or even monthly basis is just, um, it's very important. Absolutely. And how about the volunteers? Do you think it improves the quality of life for the volunteers as well? Uh, I think so, definitely, yeah. because... Yeah. Uh, sorry, I thought I would agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, um, because it's, it's very important to give back to the community and to... Um, realise how blessed we are in, in, in our situation. Okay, it's very good. Uh, thank you very much, um, Sister Maha. But just before we finish up on this point, if any of our listeners are thinking this is something they'd love to get involved in, how would they go about getting in contact with Mission of Hope to get involved? Um, they could find us on Facebook or they could email me um, and um, Nasser would probably have my email address on the podcast. Um, yes, inshallah, if, if we'll provide could. all the relevant information on our uh, page and on the uh, 
entry where we put the blog entry where we put the podcast we'll Excellent. put that information Inshallah. in Inshallah. Fantastic. thanks for answering all these questions I think we will have a break now what do you reckon yes. uh, my guy at the radio station tells me that there were some uh, ads uh, coming up randomly uh, so that's because uh, we are using a technology called Ustream and because we're not paying five million dollars a month uh, it does uh, play some ads so uh, we apologize for that <sighs> if um, our our listening pleasure was not provided to you 100% of the time uh, we're now going to go and listen to a nasheed and we will be back in four minutes and one second we are back assalamu alaikum this is uh, your host Nasal Khatib um, we are back from the break uh, and so what nasheed was playing? that nasheed was native deen and my radio guy was upset with that he said this is the Quran Kerim radio station, we're not hosting the X Factor. <laughs> uh, I told him, yes, not the X Factor or the Y Factor. This is Tala Al Badru Alayna. And it's you done could get sued for that, Nasser. Hip hop way. You know, you know what we need to play? We need to play a bit more Sami Yusuf. What is Sammy with you and Sami Yusuf? Like you have it, such like a boy crush on Sami Yusuf. You know, I, I like his stuff. He, he, he rocks the joint, you know. And uh, he's I see your eight year old son giving you a big thumbs up there. Yeah, Could of that course, have yeah. any influence? Nine Sorry, nine year old son. <laughs> he's quick to correct people. <laughs> Could that have any influence on your strange passion for Sami Yusuf? Yeah, I mean, he, he's the one that actually got me into it. He likes to listen to it on his uh, iPod. So I said, What are you listening to, young man? And he said, Well, funny you should ask that, Dad. Well, I'm listening to uh, Sami Yusuf. And I said, yeah, and then I downloaded it on your 3DS. But anyway, it's not about you. It's about the show. Exactly. So, on with the show. So, back on to that, actually. Um, oh, yes. Uh, so, anyways, we're talking about Ammas or something. That's what, that's yes. what it says. We are Amma. talking about the Australian Muslim Achievement Award. Um, which is the second program being hosted and coordinated by Maha. Um, so, Maha, can you please tell us what are the Australian Muslim Achievement Awards? Um, well, Mission of Hope runs an annual Australian Muslim Achievement Awards, um, and we we are in the seventh year running. What it pl- hopes to do and what it aims to do is basically celebrate and reward and acknowledge the hard work. Um, and contribution that Australian Muslims have done within Australia. So it could be an individual, it could be men and women, and it could also be organisations to basically say how amazing Australians are within the Australian community um, and that they are that they are major contributors to this country. Um, and one of and, and Muslims is a big percentage of why Australia is such an amazing place it is today. Um, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I was, I was just looking at the uh, events and it's saying it's been hosted in, in Melbourne, is that right? It is, it is hosted in Melbourne and the reason for that is this year our gold sponsors is the Islamic Museum of Australia um, and that is the first Mus- Islamic Museum in Australia um, and so they're going to be our major sponsors and, and we're going to host it in Melbourne this year and also because the, these awards are meant to be the national awards so what we want to do is also go around to different um, major cities across Australia and not just focus on Sydney because there are Muslims around in other parts of Australia. That is true, there are more Muslims other in Sydney but the majority are in Sydney. Maybe we could meet halfway and we have it in Canberra. Well, we could have it in Canberra. We could have it in Canberra one one year, definitely. Okay. Yeah, or not? Maybe you know. 
probably I prefer Cairns if you were going to do it in Canberra. But anyway, so what can you nominate people for in terms of achieving an award? Um, do they does it have to be working in the Muslim community or for a Muslim organisation or that kind of thing? Um, no, you don't have to necessarily just be working within the Muslim community. So there are 16 awards in total. Um, and I'll just quickly go through them. There is the Women of the Year, the Man of the Year, the Youth of the Year, Sports Person of the Year. How, how old is youth? Youth is between 16 to 26. Oh, we're out. <laughs> NASA, you've been so old. <laughs> and there's also Role Model of the Year, Professional of the Year, Event of the Year, Media Outlet of the Year, Business of the Year, Creative Artist of the Year. Volunteer of the year. So this is an annual thing, isn't it? <laughs> this is an annual thing. Right, I'm going to win one of these. Listeners, vote for me. Come on, I can get at least one. If you vote for me in every category, it's a sure thing. Well, I think Anaros will definitely be suitable for a number of different categories. However, like unfortunately, yes. but but unfortunately, you will not be able to be nominated. And the reason for that is because you're a member of Mission of Hope. Oh yeah, I am as well. Um, so I, all, I would like to ask you a serious question. Uh, are my questions. Anyways, so how does the selection get done? Is it just through votes or do you guys have categories uh, that you uh, work it, it is a very good question um, and the process is extremely important. So first of all, members of the public are to nominate particular individuals and organizations online. So there is a nomination form. There is a nomination form that people need to complete and attach supporting material. So if you're going to say that there's this uh, particular individual that deserves Woman of the Year, then you need to let us know how. Um, are they are they successful within their own career, uh, within their chosen career path? How they have they are they major contributors to the Muslim community? What makes them so special? And so then when we collate all those nominations, um, and which tend to be about possibly five to ten within each category. There, th those nominations are sent to judges, and what the judges do, uh, the judges don't know each other. The judges are independent, the judges are from around Australia, and the judges cannot be people that have been nominated or family members of those nominated and are respected members of our community. Who appoints the judges? The people who appoint the judges is the um, AMAA committee. The so people the who appoint the judges are? Are... Uh, are the Australian Muslim Achievement Awards committee members. Yep. However, we have no say and no influence as to who they nominate or who they vote for. Okay, so it's not a democracy. <laughs> I mean, the reason why I'm asking this is because if it, if it is done in a way that, you know, just the number of votes, then probably the person who will get every single uh, category will be Amina. Am I right? Well, I, ca I cannot disclose who is, has been nominated so far, um, but there is, there is a new award called the People's Choice Award, and the People's Choice Award is the only award that's chosen based on a public voting system. Would that be through like public Facebook likes on the page or dial, dial 1902? No, what we actually want to do is um, we want people to SMS through who they want to vote for and they need to provide us with their name and their contact details um, because we don't want one individual voting 10 times, for example. Um, is there a, lim like a list of people who they choose from or can you just send in anyone? There, there, there will be a list of um, people who get... Nom uh, who, who you can vote from, um, and again, those people would be based on who 
who has been nominated. Yeah. So you couldn't do like uh, Facebook or anything like that? You use kind of well, interactive media to kind of... Um, the uh, the, the, the nuts and bolts of the People's Choice Award hasn't been decided upon, sure. um, but I can definitely talk about the other awards. And the other awards are going to be um, decided upon on the judges. And that, that there are going to be between 15 to 25 judges across Australia. They come from different ethnicities. They come from different sectarian backgrounds. Um, they can't, they're different age groups. And they also cannot, be, they also cannot nominate um, themselves or a family member within three years. How do you actually be a judge? How do you, again, um, the, you need to be a respected member of the Muslim community and also um, the appointed by the Australian Muslim Achievement Awards Committee. Okay. Um, I've got another question, but um, our producer is telling me to go easy. Um, an honest question. This initiative, the Australian Muslim Achievers Award, it's trying to... I guess promote an image of the ideal Muslim and if we look at the winners and if we look at the winners then it's actually not trying to promote who is the who is an ideal Muslim it's trying to um, promote the achievements that Australian Muslims have uh, or the success of Australian Muslims yeah I think that's an unfair kind of category let me, let me, um, let me uh, rephrase myself it's promoting I think this should the go, image. is it promoting? Is it promoting the image of the ideal Muslim citizen? Yes and no. Yes, from, from the perspective that, you know, th these people have contributed to the Australian society, the Australian community, and that we should aspire to do great things, um, and that we shouldn't just be complacent in our position, we should be active, we should be the, the leaders and at the forefront in, in every respect. So from that perspective, yes, and hopefully these uh, the winners meet that category, fit that category, and know because you can be uh, a successful and brilliant Australian Muslim without having to meet any of those particular criteria. So you can be a stay-at-home mother and, and be an amazing woman who achieves so much. You don't necessarily need to be someone within a particular position to get Woman of the Year, for example. Because after all, it's um, people themselves who get to nominate um, who is and is not nominated. So, you know, it depends on who people are nominating, I would say, in terms of what image is being promoted. What uh, do you think about that, Nasser? Um, okay, I was told to take it easy, so... No, do you ha it, no please, feel free, feel free to ask other questions. I just feel that sometimes, and this is not a criticism of um, uh, of Mission of Hope, because I'm afraid of the clout that Mission of Hope uh, has around it. I, I don't want to be assassinated. Um, so basically, what I wanted to say was, um, I think that Muslims just let it out, Nasser. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to be get to the point. Okay. Um, yeah, she can take you. I want to be as clear as possible, inshallah. No, I mean, it's not about... I'm not challenging her to a fight. I don't even... I didn't bring my sword with me today. Um, this is my mic. What I wanted to say was that I feel that there's pressure from the wider Australian community, politicians, um, Islamophobes, media, other people as well, with different agendas. There's a pressure to shape the Muslim into something that's passive. And so the choice of the Muslim... Uh, of the Australian uh, Muslim Amma person, right? Is going to be someone who's passive. His contributions will be... That, that is 
that is definitely not the case. If you look at the um, at the previous winners of the awards, um, they are they still maintain their Islam, they still maintain their identity and their culture. Yeah. Okay. So you so we're not to, um, so you, you're basically suggesting that all the winners would have to be secular Muslims. Is that what you're suggesting? Not not secular Muslims, but there is there are always. Um, different ideas about what a good Muslim is. And so you see a lot of Muslims who may be practicing, but their practice ends at their salat, for example, or their uh, um, dua. So other than that, they don't make any controversial statements. But where are you, like, are you getting this from your mind, or have you actually looked at the past winners and taken a, you no, know... No, these are questions that I'm asking. That's, and these that's questions are... No, that no. wasn't a question, that was a statement. These are reflections that I, I am have. making. Yeah, reflections... Yeah. Based on what? Yeah, like reflections. Because if we're talking about reflections with the awards, about your your reflections about the award, what are these reflections based on? No, this is not from the okay, awards. Okay, so this we're not general. talking about the awards anymore. No. Okay. We're talking generally. My question. Ah. Uh, ba- so the the discussion on the awards is over. <laughs> oh my God, man! <laughs> I am making reflections and asking a question based on these reflections. I was at a interfaith event yesterday in Bankstown Art Centre. And I would like to thank the guys at the Bank, Bankstown Art Centre and the Australian Multicultural Commission. Uh, Matthews at the uh, at the event. Mashallah, he was very good. Uh, but the event itself was quite, again, it was quite passive. People were talking about loving each other and understanding each other and appreciating each other. Which but was what do you expect at an interfaith event? Reality. Re- re- but you Which weren't. Reality. That we that we do have differences and that we should and that there's a history of violence between different religions for yes. years and years. Yes, of course. Well, you're not going to get that in an interfaith dialogue. What's the point? Like, what's the point of this endless critical the, no, reflection? No, no, no. We're not talking about. I'm not talking about endless critical reflection. I'm talking about being honest with ourselves that we had that past and we're able to move past it. But isn't that the whole purpose of interfaith? Is the act of moving past it? Isn't that the point? Only if it's spoken out loudly that yeah, there were but problems. Why does it? Ne- I don't understand that. Why does it need to be spoken out loudly every single? That's like a Muslim every single time they say something, having to say, just to clarify, I didn't support September 11, but blah 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 blah. You don't actually have to speak something every time. There can be a. Uh, your analogy is invalid. I will not take it as an analogy. <laughs> Please strike why that from the record. It, why? Why is it invalid? It's just a bad analogy. Oh, and so, so what was? What are your issues with the interfaith events? Um. This, uh, this we, is uh, a <laughs> totally different, totally different show. The guest is now interviewee behind. <laughs> it all started when I was 10 years old. No, anyways, um, yeah, so back to the AM and Mamas. I have to ask these questions because these are questions that a lot of our listeners are having as well. Uh, and so by and answering them... man of the people, so... Yes, I'm like, uh, they call me Che back home. <laughs> Oh, anyway, no, so I mean, yeah, these are questions that must be asked, and and uh, by asking these questions, it's not actually putting any uh, pressure or any um, attack, I guess you can say, on the ra- on the on the program, the AMMA program, um, but c- giving you guys a chance to clarify yourselves. Okay. So you have clarified yourselves. <laughs> have have have, have I? Um, well, I guess. I, well, I don't really know what to say to that because there wasn't a question. <laughs> what, what Is do it you open? Feel? Are you guys open? Anybody can can nominate anyone. Of course. And you'll of take course. anyone. Definitely, definitely. And there are there there is a criteria though, and I'll just quickly go through them. You do have to be an Australian citizen. 
So yeah, you can, so you cannot be you cannot be from overseas. Can I be a New Zealand citizen who's an Australian no, resident? No, you need to be an Australian citizen. This is racist. No, it's, it's because not I'm black. Because it's the Australian Muslim Achievement Awards. If you're an Australian seeker, again, you if you are if you are not an Australian citizen, you cannot be nominated. Um, the executive board of Mission of Hope and their immediate family members cannot be are not eligible as well. Um, you the the nominees or the judges, like I said previously, they also cannot be nominated. Yeah, the, 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 and and you have to be Muslim. So like basically, you it can't have to be, be nepotistic. You, exactly. Like I did receive a question today, and one of the questions I received was, um, what what if there's a person who comes from a Muslim background but is now an atheist? My response to them was that they can definitely not be nominated for any award other than possibly the Abyssinian Award. And the Abyssinian Award is the only award that's given to a non-Muslim. And what is that award? Um, that award is to um, recognise a non-Muslim's work in, in providing services or benefiting the Muslim community somehow. And can you tell us about any of the former winners? Are they, as Nasser said, just secular citizen Muslims, not practicing except for their salat? Uh, obviously, I cannot talk about you know yeah, people's know, religious religion. Can you just tell us about who has won before and that kind of thing? Okay. Um, previous winners include um, the Islamic Museum of Australia, Mustafa Fahul. Um, he was the man of the year last year. Um, Amna Kara Hassan won the youth of the year. Walid Yassin won the sports person of the year. And what did they do if you know their backgrounds at all? What, what did they win for? They won for the, those categories. I don't so, know. But so yeah, so I just wanted to find out. So man of the year, what did he achieve to, to win that award? He is a very successful um, businessman, I guess. He's very successful and he's in the sector that he's in, which is in the, the banking sector. And he's also done quite a lot for the Muslim community. So he um, initiated the, the Islamic Museum of Australia. He's, he does a lot of community work. Um, he does a lot of volunteering within the Melbourne community. Um, so he's, done, he's, he's contributed quite a lot to, to Australia. And do you, do you think that having an Achievements Award event is important for the Muslim community? I think so. Um, there are a number of reasons why it's very beneficial and very important. And one of those reasons is because, unfortunately, um, studies have shown that Muslims in Australia, are, they are, to some extent, suffering some, from some sort of identity issue. Um, you have young boys and young girls struggling with the idea that they are Muslim within Australia. They feel different, they feel that they're going isolated and they feel that they're always going to be discriminated against. So, and often you have youngsters who fall into this um, self-fulfilling prophecy that they are always, they're never going to achieve anything, they're never going to be successful. And so these awards to really motivate and inspire young people to say, look, there are some brilliant men and women out there um, and there are organisations that have done so much and that it is possible to be a leader in a particular field. Fantastic. And what are the prizes if you win an award? This year we have some very exciting prizes and our major prizes this year is a, a return ticket to the Middle East or Europe flying Etihad Airways. So it's, it's an amazing prize. Um, other. Sorry, when you say Middle East, you're not talking Halden Street. 
No, not at all. You cannot fly to Howden Street. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so basically the two winners will receive return tickets to anywhere in the Middle East or Europe. Um, we, we also have some watches that were just uh, donated a few moments ago. Uh, and Who were they donated by? Khaled Abdul. Oh, yeah? Is, yeah. Yeah, well, it's good. I mean, I'm sure this. He does have his own um, his own business. So. What is his business called? Old school watches. There you go. Something like that. Was that your point? There? Yes, that was my point. You just wanted Malha to yes. say old school watches. Yes, the Would brother. You like to say old school watches. Old that's school that? watches. Yes. <laughs> we are trying to provide uh, support for the brother. It's actually old school classic watches. Dot com. Oh. Oh, old school. Oh, old school. Old school. Old school classic watches. Yeah, yeah we'll, be, we'll be listing that as well, inshallah. Oh, look, yeah. there's a baby crying. Awesome. Anyways, um, so we will take another break now. And when we come back, we will just uh, uh, wrap up the show, inshallah. Uh, one of our listeners suggested that we play Kareem Salama, Heavenly Dreams. So we shall do that, inshallah, in the next uh, couple of seconds. Actually, right now, uh, <laughs> this is Heavenly Dreams. We'll be back in four minutes. Hi, everyone, and thanks uh, for uh, coming back to us. So, um, yeah, because we had to change all of a sudden the mics, everybody's just really confused about when we're back on the air. We are back on the air, and this is Nasr Khatib and Amr Sari and yes. Anaroz Zayed and uh, Maha Najarin. Apparently, her family were wood working men. Carpenters, yes. Very Carpenters. nice. Carpenters. Najar, woodworking, yeah. Carpenter. Anyways. The first time I talked about you to a group of people when you weren't there, Nasa's wife openly laughed about the way I mispronounced your last name. I'm never saying it again. I'm never saying it again. Because she was like, oh, I didn't recognize that at all. Look, uh, we're, still, we're still actually broadcasting live. Let's just finish the show. Then we yes, can talk about well, it. now was the anyways. time to air my vendetta against so, your wife, Nasa. So, <laughs> so anyways, um, please, uh, Maha, tell us more information or where to go to get more information about the Amma. As in, where, how do you nominate someone if you are interested, <coughs> like me? Like, nominate me. Um, well, there are two ways. Um, there is the there is a Facebook page which has links to the um, the website, and you can also find more information on our on the Mission of Hope website, so which is www.missionofhope.org.au. Um, but the actual AMAA nominations form could be found at amaa.missionofhope.org.au, and that's where they could um, that's where the nominations are. The nomination form and the nomination application can be found. Fantastic. Okay, that's very good. And uh, finally, we come to the end of our show. Unfortunately, it makes us very sad. But Thank you, anyone who has stuck by us through this long, painful journey of broadcasting from Mardos. Alhamdulillah. I think this is um, broadcasting history. We are the first. Ever. In all first time. First ever. Not in all time. Except for the news journalists let's, who do it all day, every let's day. Relax. Let's all right. relax. Let's relax. Right. See, I'm going to categorize it. We are the first... Uh, Australian Islamic radio station to broadcast From live Fairfield. in Sydney. Um, so yeah, we beat uh, the Y Factor, who are the other. So we're the first out of two, which is amazing. Alhamdulillah. I'm pretty sure they've done this before. Actually, and uh, this is going to be no, so a. They, they um, have actually done this before. They, no, they've yeah, never they done have. You can ask Maran. Live broadcast. Yeah. What using a phone? I don't know what you're using. You can ask. Uh, moving on. Moving no, on. They haven't done it to this. To this place, in Mardos, in like portable, Bang. in Mardos, over really good food and tea and coffee. No, 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 no. That's right. I think your obsession with being better than the Y Factor is quite unhealthy. 
You should see Hanan about it. Apparently, she's a psychologist. You know, I have the mixer next to me. I can just turn off your mic very easily. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm not we, even we, sure it's on, to be honest. we do come to the end of our show. Uh, I'd just like to say that the Nasheed uh, we just heard was Karim Salama. Uh, it's called Heavenly Dreams. It's not really Nasheed because he uses music, but you know what I mean. Um, I would like to thank Meadows uh, for and hosting I us. I would like to thank Maha first, our actual guest. Yeah, I, yeah we're going to thank her. Okay, I'm okay, thank you. Okay, Anyways, I'd like to thank Matters for hosting us, for giving us electricity and internet uh, and a table for an hour and a half. Uh, thank you guys very much. And tea. Um, and tea, yes, um, Also, I'd like to mention that the Alchemy of Truth has 149 likes, and I'm really dying out here. Please, somebody get a fifth, 150th person to like us. NASA will give you his sofa. I will not give you my sofa, but I'll be very happy. Uh, we'd like will to give thank you his car, which is actually a liability. My car is a very good car. I would like to thank um, our guest, uh, Mahana Jareen from Mission of Hope, for uh, being so patient with us and for taking our questions. No. Thank you very much, sister. Thank you very much for having me. Jazakallah khairan. Wa yakum. Uh, I'd like to also thank, uh, what's your name? Uh, Anna Rose Zayed, my co host. Thank you, Anna Rose. Would you like to thank me, really, after tonight? Yeah, okay. thank you. All right. yeah. Also, cool. uh, thanking Amr. Uh, Amr Sari, thank you very much for coming and. Uh, enjoying the thing with us. Thank you very much. And also, let's uh, let's do this more often. The the yeah, outside broadcast. I love the ambience. Marta's is a fantastic venue. Let's do it again. Well, I just wanted to clarify that we're not actually getting paid at all by them. I just really like them. I know, but we're not getting paid at all. But we just like the food. Yeah. Anyways, and finally, uh, we have one of our uh, micro mini hosts who is going to uh, take us off the air. Hamudi, would you like to um, take the mantle? Assalamu alaikum. Um, today we are um, at the end of our show. Tune in next week for more. The alchemy of truth. Thank you very much, Hamoudi. And now we exit with the, uh, um, I don't know, exiting song. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.